Hey guys, this next episode is with Jamie and the follow-up of her passion wheel that she did with me a while ago. So I'm going to put part two on this. Um, She just had some amazing things happen right after we did the passion wheel that just kind of confirmed where God has her right now and what she's supposed to be focusing on and how to have peace over the decisions. And so she shared some of what happened and how she um, was able to bounce back to that exercise and our talk and just the things that God was working out. And honestly, guys, just when two godly women come together and say, what does God want to make of this conversation? Uh, God blesses it. And every time that Jamie and I talk, that's that's what happens. And I'm like, she, she said, I'm sorry if I seem like I go off on a tangent. I just go with whatever God's bringing. And I'm like, no, I'm totally about just going with it. We're just having a conversation about whatever it is that God has on our heart that we want to put out there and make sure that people hear it and, and doing our best of what God asks of us no matter what. And that's what this story is about. Just trying to live at God's best and always doing better. Yeah, so it left you with good deep thoughts to process I things did. with. Got under my skin a little bit in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it did. It did. In the way that challenges you to like really challenge your own assumptions and think deeper about things and ask yourself the hard questions. So that's always a good thing. It's the growth process. Yeah. Well, and and if I remember correctly, you don't really shy away from growth process. You actually like that. I do. Yes. So that's good. So um, really, it, it was really fun to do that with you. And, and today is a day to kind of catch up of like how it really did affect you and the type of things that it's helped you with. Because one of my mottos is to um, grow people in confidence. So like, even though you felt it stretched you, I also want it to be something that gave you more confidence in who you are and what you're going through right now and making those decisions and things. Um, and, and there were quite a few decisions that lined up immediately following me being like, I think that you need to hone in that you are good at improv and that anything that falls in that should maybe be a yes for you <laughs> and then not feel like you're stepping on toes, but that like God actually had planned for you to have that. So that happened. Tell us, tell us some of the story. Yeah. So right away to, um, our co-op, you had particularly challenged me on and just asked me to think about ways that I could be ready to improv and jump in and help. And the very next co-op that we had after that session I don't remember all of them in detail, but there were three very particular things where I was like, oh, Kendra, oh, Kendra, <laughs> because it was like um, they needed somebody to switch a class real quick. And another mom didn't want to do it because her child needed her there. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. No problem. 
And then another time it was like, can someone randomly jump in and do that? And I was just, I felt like very at peace and ready to say like, oh yeah, that's my thing. To just jump into the thing that I don't really feel good at or prepared for, but to just be okay in that and be like, yeah, that's, that's what God made me here to do. So to be the one that can say yes to those awkward things <laughs> and be okay with that. Um, and another, the third one was like, I had just, it had been on the back of my mind, but I hadn't said anything to our preschool teacher and just said, Hey, if you ever need a backup, I'm happy to sub the preschool class. And she was like, well, actually I'm going to be traveling for three weeks and I need a sub for two weeks. Would you like, it would be awesome if you did that. And I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> so just very real world, practical application right away. And then in the bigger sense, it's been really interesting because, you know, I have the two businesses going on and I have just been trying to ask myself, like, what I am on this earth to do and what is God calling me to do? And, um, yeah, trying to figure out what I'm, I'm passionate about and I can target very clearly what I'm passionate about. I am passionate about talking about Jesus. I'm passionate about talking about homeschool and about motherhood and the challenges in motherhood and like walking out with mothers that are in the trenches because that's part of my story. It's a, a huge part of where I am today in how much motherhood rocked my world <laughs> and brought me to my knees at the foot of the cross, really like I did everything the best that I could do since I was a little kid. I was pretty well behaved. I got straight A's in class. I went to a good college. I got a good job. But all I really wanted to do was be a mom. And so fast forward, I quit working when I went on maternity leave with my second baby and I had a toddler at home. And you know, I did okay at the the infant thing and the toddler thing, but as I had more children, like I was so bad at all things home management. I had no practical life skills about how to cook, how to clean, how to run things. And as my children got older and harder to parent, like it just showed me, um, it just was the hardest thing I had ever done. And it really like made me face myself and brought out all the worst things of me. And I was like, whoa, like I'm not naturally good at this. And I love my children so much and I want to be a good mom so much. And yet that isn't enough. And I have been going through this process of just growing and recognizing and recognizing my need to be more Christ-like and to learn things and grow myself to be that mom that I want to be and that homeschool mom that I want to be and now the business owner that I want to be. So I'm just really passionate about looking those moms in the eye that just being like, you're okay. You're going to be okay. And it's a season and here's some things that can help you. Like nothing 
gets me more excited than that when I'm talking about that than when I'm except talking about Jesus. <laughs> so which within your businesses, you can really do both, right? Because you're rescuing moms who are homeschooling and need to give you something and they probably give you a quick debriefing like, oh, it was crazy this week. Well, well you know, and they just tell yeah. you how it's going and then you get to give those encouragements yeah, so, within the business. Yeah, the homeschool printing business, I see it as the really practical side of here's a mom that may be overwhelmed. She's wearing so many hats. She's, you know, or a homeschool dad, whatever, who's cooking, cleaning, accounting, now they're teaching. Well, let me wear the one hat of being the printer. You don't need to stay up for hours every night printing and binding and learning all the ins and outs of that. Let me take that off your plate. So it's a very practical help that, and the reason that I like it. Um, and then the other business, the Gospels, is very literally helping Christians and people talk about Jesus and, and give that gift in a very easy, accessible way. So in a way, talking to you just helps confirm that I am doing what I'm here on this earth to do. Um, and just, but be more confident in it instead of like that constant questioning, like, am I doing the right thing? Do I have any business being a voice in this space? Like, what do I really have to offer? You know, even if you're doing the thing, if that voice is constantly nagging in the back of your mind, it's going to hold you back from, from reaching that full potential that God has for you. Yeah, so you, so it allowed you to have more peace, like you are exactly where God wants you. Is that what you're saying? Yes, have more peace where I am, and also take it a step further. So with your encouragement, you know, I've started a Facebook page for Humble Heart Press, and I've started an Instagram called Humble Heart Homeschool, where I'm just going to be really raw and honest with my homeschool journey and um, kind of be just a place to say like, this is what homeschool can look like. And it's not Pinterest worthy at all. And I'm okay with it. And if it looks, you know, whatever your homeschool looks like, it's probably beautiful in its own way. And we can like share that journey and walk that out together because I think too many people um, just see too much of the Pinterest perfect type stuff. And even though it's gorgeous and you get ideas, there is a discouragement at the back of that when you are subconsciously comparing yourself to that. And so I'm kind of the antithesis to that in my mind because my life is messy all of the time, or at least in one aspect of my life. Like if I'm doing something well, there's usually another area that I'm not doing so well. And it's just a balancing act. And it's just being courageous to be like, all right, like, I wasn't doing so great at that today, but tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> oh my goodness. I literally called a friend because I tried to go do some work at a different space today and it just didn't work out. And, um, I was like, everything feels like it's failing. Like I literally, like, I'm excited about what I'm doing. I'm excited where God's taking me with it. But like, I still need that reminder that like, if only one thing was good today, celebrate the one thing. And I'm so, I, I mean, I'm just to blame. And I guess that's why I also like sharing from my crazy mess is that like, I will lose it. I'll be like, well, didn't plan dinner. Laundry's getting away from me. And I tried to teach the seven-year-old for dishes and that looks like a nightmare. <laughs> like, you know? And trying to just be okay that find one thing to celebrate. And as much as I can like say that and tell somebody else, I still have a horrible expectation on myself. 
you know? Yeah. And I have I to call somebody so else for the grace. Do. I think so many of us do. Like, I don't know. I just think it's, it's a pandemic of its own that <laughs> we are just all trying to be perfect all the time and not comfortable sharing where we're needing to improve with others. And I don't know. I've just always been that person that's like, here's the best of me. Here's the worst of me. You get them both or you don't get either. <laughs> One thing that I love that you just said was that there's beauty in what your homeschool looks like. And I was literally talking about this. So I'm working on a, um, I'm trying to put it up in like 10 minute devotions that I can put one up every day for like the course of Thanksgiving. Cause the one thing I want moms to be super thankful about right now is thankful for who God made you to be. And I was right. like, cause when we start there and we're just okay, okay with our mess, but understand that our mess is also beautiful because there are unique gifts and part of the design that makes us us. And, and that's not just an outward appearance. That's what our kids look like and how our kids even act in the different just things that we're juggling. God picked that for us and he actually sees it as beautiful. And I love that you said that. You, Yeah. <laughs> I see motherhood and especially homeschooling motherhood as the most sanctifying process, right? It's the things that challenge us to our core that bring us closer to God. Like, I just, I totally believe that. And I don't know. I think sharing that with each other is just a super strong testimony and way to share how we all need God and how we're all walking it out to the best of our ability. And yet we all have areas that we can grow. And if we can share that with each other and share our successes and cheer each other on, like, isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. So back to your wheel really fast then. So we talked about the improv, but the other part was serving with like the foundational behind the scenes type of stuff. And you're, mm. I feel like you're kind of, hinting that is how you're viewing motherhood right now too. Is it been more of a work in progress or has it been again, more of a peaceful, this is the way that it is. And this is who well, I am. I'm still in trying it. to figure that one out and what that means. <laughs> the improv definitely stood out to me. I kind of knew what that means, but to be the foundational support, um, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Well, like, like what you were just explaining in motherhood, as we are the foundation of the house for our kids to stand on, we are laying all of the foundation for them to be lifted up and built up and whatever. So like in motherhood, maybe that's the area that God's working the most to, to highlight, like you're doing, you're maybe doing well in it. (laughs) Oh, isn't it so hard to think that we're doing well in motherhood, you know? We, as mothers, like, we give ourselves completely. I've not given more of myself to anything that I have given to my three children. And yet every day, it's so hard to say to myself, oh, I did a good job today. Like, I was a great mom today. Yeah. For me, it's just a really hard thing because if I was great 99% of the day and I snapped or I raised my voice or I said something that wasn't the kindest thing I could have said, like, that sinks me right like that has the capacity to just overshadow everything else and I think that struggle to see ourselves the way God sees us and to I don't know find beauty in how we're changing and growing is is the hardest thing but the most worthy thing at the same time but (laughs) 
so so let's say you you start embracing that you're a good foundation <laughs> and and what if the foundation is that it's a stool for your kids to stand on so of course we don't want to represent perfectness because only Jesus was perfect so we're not even giving them room for grace and understanding how we have to give ourselves grace when we when we failed every day in all the areas which is me which is like like Literally, I am so in, so my seven-year-old's having dishes on her own for the first time as like, you can do this and here you go and see how you load the dishwasher and I'll fix it later. <laughs> and, um, but even that, like, that's a foundation for me to, that's a life skill I've let go of and she's feeling so proud when she's done with it, you know, she's like, yeah. and, and I'm so thankful. I'm like, thank you so much that I didn't even have to ask. You're doing better than the teenagers. <laughs> you know? Like, I so appreciate your hard work and filling in for the family and all those things. Right. So in, in some sort of area, I'm sure all of us have different niches of where we're really good and I think one of the ones that you had talked about even in the last time was about just embracing their own individual characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so just kind of lift them up. You're gods and you're the way that you are. And, you know, like the foundation's going to look different for each and every mom. But like if that... I don't know. I think maybe I'm just supposed to tell you, you are doing that beautifully and you are doing a good job. And it is, it, I, I can see it and I've heard it in you. And even, you know, that you want to be that support to lift other moms. That's exactly what I think that that means. I think that that means foundational, that somebody can lean on you and you hold it for a minute. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I think we all need that a little more in our lives. <laughs> I don't remember what yeah, the third one was. A cute little story. Just like um, today was kind of a funny story because one could consider it like um, a chaotic day here at the Fitz family household where each of us in turn had a little temper tantrum about something or other. But one thing we were able to do is just acknowledge that, okay, we each had a temper together as a family and we're going to start over and we're going to give each other grace and we can move on and we can learn from this. And so, you know, I was getting really discouraged earlier today because it, we were on like our 12th meltdown of the day. And I was just like, I just need a break. But both of my, all of my sons in turn came up to me three, five and seven years old. And they all just found a way to try to fill mom's love bucket. Mm. And you know, one of them will just come up and give me a hug and say, mom, is your love bucket full? And the other one will just come up and say, good mom. And the other one, like, so if I'm, if I take a step back and I look at that and go like, I have three, five and seven year old sons who have the emotional capacity to empathize, to have a tool in their tool belt, to, to try to fill up someone else's love bucket, to have the language to fill up someone else's love bucket. Like, isn't that a win, right? Like, even if we, all the meltdowns, like that in and of itself should be a huge win for the day. But oh, yeah. it's just all about using that perspective. Yeah, no, I mean, I can remember back to the younger times. And if, even if it was like the worst fight or the worst decision, the way that they'd come to say sorry on their own, that would be like, oh, okay, I'm doing okay. 
exactly. I got it. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, so would you, uh, would you um, encourage any mom, even if they weren't doing business, but they needed to, you know, I knew that you were already running some businesses, but I had also heard that you, it seemed like you were kind of self-seeking, not self-seeking, but God-seeking, but looking within yourself of like, God, am I supposed to be giving more? Am I supposed to be doing more? Am I doing this correctly? You know, and, and living in that kind of turmoil of not peace because we're, we, um, and I know this is true for like different personalities, especially on the Enneagrams and stuff, which is something I'm going to start encouraging people to do before they even talk to me. I'm trying to send them like, do the Enneagram and listen to these podcasts so you know what I'm putting you into, you know? Um, but within the Enneagram, there's there's some characters characteristics, and I'm one of them, that's not very good at living in the present. Like, I'm always thinking of the next, and I'm always trying to stretch those goals, and I'm always trying to live in the future, and I'm always trying to see what's the best picture of this, you know? Rather than just like, this, this is what it is and this is beautiful the way that it is and I'm being everything that God wants and I'm fine right here you know um okay. and I know that 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 came out in my speech today too because I had this girl who she wasn't a girl she was 70 and she I was sitting next to her in in church and she was like the the pastor was talking about um just kind of figuring out who we are serving the gifts whatever she goes I can't wait till I figure that out someday and I was like Oh what? Gosh. You still think that it's 70? Oh, no. <laughs> and I was only like 20 at the time, but I was very aware of the way that, like, that was really intriguing to me. And I, I had, you know, I, I think she said what I said in my head, but out loud. And I was just like, uh, you don't even think you know who you are from God? And uh -huh. she was like, no, honey, I don't think we ever know. And I'm like, well, I could tell you who you are. She's like, you can <laughs> I said, yeah, the whole church calls you grandma. Do you know the love that you put out to everybody that just shows God and who you are already? That your gifts of just the way you love on people is being who God wants you to be? And she was like, oh. And I, and I went home and I know I, I journaled it because I was so baffled by this. But I also had such a solid reformation. <laughs> reassurance that that we are trying to like we are doubting what God made us because we're not just doing it and it really mm -hmm. is easier than we make it you know we think that we have to yeah. create these opportunities or we have to discover it and I I for sure think that we're we are works of wonder and we are to discover more within us I I 100% believe that but I also think that there's that b balance of just being so confident and peaceful that we are doing the best of what God wants. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, um, yeah, God never says it's going to be easy or comfortable. And yet he also assures us that we can have peace and joy. And so I think if we don't have peace and joy, this is part of my own story again, because I didn't for a long time. And I kind of woke up a certain day and was like, as a Christian, I, I really should have some peace and joy. And if I don't, like, what am I thinking that is wrong? And just kind of being willing to question everything that I thought and figure out and just get back on the right path of um, 
taking my thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ and seeing myself the way God sees me um, instead of being so self-critical. So, so, yeah. So you, you were in a little bit of a self-seeking time to want to do the passion wheel or um, you wish that could have been something like why, why is it perfect for anybody to try? When would you tell somebody that they need a tool like this? And mm. yeah, I mean, I think if you haven't, if you don't feel like you fully arrived in, in your purpose, if you can't say with confidence, like these are the this gifts that I have and um, when is it ever going to be a bad time to get closer to that and know more about that? Because it's when we're living um, the, the, for the purpose that God made us, right? Like we each are born with a purpose in this life and we each have individual gifts that align with that purpose. So we're all going to be living our best life when we can get in line with that. Like any any day that you're not doing that, like there's a day that could have been done better having done that. Right. So why wait? Like, I, I, I just think it's, it's great. Unless you feel like you're already doing it, then be confident in that. Right. Right. And for some people, that's why, what I guess I hope that they hear, I hope that they don't, they realize they don't need it. They're like, wait, I am already doing things that are good, you know? But if there's that, like, you're constantly questioning, Am I doing this well? Am I doing this well? Am I doing this well? Should I be doing that? You know, if you're in that turmoil, then even if it's to just settle yourself as a mom and not really to have a growing experience, I think I think the tool is good for both. Would you agree? Right. I think it's good for internal and external because externally, I was already doing things that align with my purpose, right? I already started these businesses before I did the passion wheel, but it settled some things internally for me. Um, in a very practical way and just, you know, I probably would already go out there and improv and volunteer for things that I'm not necessarily ready for, but now I just feel confident in that and I feel peace in that. Whereas I still would have had that like churning anxiety in the bottom of my stomach every time I did it. So for the peace internally, it's totally worth it. Nice. And I can only like grow from that. Right. Cause once you get to the peace, then it's easier to grow and just be, more bold in whatever you're doing and and also like why do it why now because the world needs people right now to be living in their purpose I, I mean we are in such a unique time of history yeah. you know um for for the history of our lives at least for everyone that's alive today doing something that's new and um uncertain and changing and what better time for us all to look inward and be like, are we aligning ourselves with the purpose and the gifts that God has given us? And if not, like, is there ever going to be a better time? Probably not. Like now is such a good time to be doing that. Yeah. Um, somebody had said what in one sentence, what would you tell somebody to what led you to success? And I was really going to just write the word God <laughs> and leave it. And then I was like, you know what? I'll take this a little bit further because I was like, it's God's will and favor anointing over you with a heart position that says, I'm wanting, willing, and waiting. And when our Here hearts... me. Huh? Here I am. Send me. Right. 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 The Here I am. Send me. Posture before the Lord. 
Right. And then, and only then, I mean, he wants to put his blessings of favor in and open that up. And I mean, not saying I have it all together either, (laughs) but there are little glimpses of all of a sudden, like you were saying, you got to have little glimpses of reassurance of things throughout after your, and, and it positioned you to want to be more open. And I think that there's just lots of different things that can position ourselves to not be in this stuck mindset that we can get in when we're feeling defeated by the world. And yeah, now is the greatest time as ever to not feel defeated by the world and remember who the conqueror is. And yes. we can't align with the winning that he's winning and stay there in that focus without without the focus, without having faith focus. Right. And I think I want to just put a word of encouragement out there too. Like when you are trying something on for size, whether it's a new mindset or a new job or a new way that you're talking to people and you're aligned with God's purpose, um, God is going, God is going to show up for you. And I feel like, um, I would just say, have your eyes open for the way God will confirm for you whether you're on the right path. Yeah. Because in my life, in my testimony, I you know, I could kind of try different things on for size and try things. And just because I try it, it doesn't mean I'm committed to it. I'm trying something and then I'm looking for God to confirm it or not. Right. Um, and this happened so clearly with the Gospels. Like, I just decided one day that I believed on the promise, God's words go out, they will not return void. They will accomplish his purposes. So I just decided that if I put a gospel in my purse, God was not going to waste that. He wasn't going to waste my heart to share it. He wasn't going to waste that I was ready for it. And I could tell you so many stories of people that I have run into in the most obscure circumstances that I had an opportunity to give a gospel to. And I think it's so much because... I had finally decided I believed on the promise and I was going to be ready. And doesn't God want us all to be ready? Like I'm just listening for his voice and ready, you know, put on the feet of readiness. Um, and when you are doing that and your heart is postured toward him to say, I'm ready, like send me wherever you want to go. He's going to also encourage you. And, and show you things like, you know, I was scared about the gospel business, but he brought so many people. I would meet pastors and head of ministry, just several people a month. I would just meet driving down the road or sitting at a coffee shop, totally random interactions. And they were all people that were in ministry and, and would be directly related to this business. And I would just look up and be like, oh my gosh, God, <laughs> like you knew I was discouraged. You knew I needed just you to show up and say you're on the right path just keep going and trust me yeah well yeah well and I say that on the other end too to the believers who are listening if you have that small voice that says hey encourage that person yeah you are God showing up for them don't don't withhold that word don't withhold that encouragement um that somebody else needs today so yes absolutely and the last thing that you kind of got me thinking about was you know, questioning all of the doubting voices in my mind and my heart about like, you know, I'm super passionate about talking about homeschool, but there's this doubting voice of like, there are people that so far ahead of me have it way more together than me. I don't have any right to be speaking in this space and all of that stuff. 
But what came out of that conversation that I was trying to have with God after our conversation was no one is going to stand before God and answer for me except me. I have this one life to live. I have the gifts. I'm a steward of the gifts that he has given me. And I don't need to worry about what everyone else is doing. I need to answer for the potential, the promises, the opportunities that he's given me and whether I took them or I didn't. And I'm going to stand before my judge one day and I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. And I do not want to have to be looking back and see all of these opportunities and the potential impact I could have had for the kingdom of God. And it it wasn't taken. (laughs) Are you realizing how small those are too? Like when you shared your cute little story and I'm like putting this over on my homeschooling page. Like I'm trying to be like, share all things, share anything. It doesn't matter. God uses all of it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm trying, yeah, and it's a walk of faith. Every day there's a struggle between, you know, fear and and faith, and you have to choose. You don't just make that decision once. You have to choose it every day, every minute, every hour. Well, I think I think that I don't know why I feel led to tell you this story, but um and I, I feel like it's lining up with this whole like how do you want to share homeschooling? How do you want to portray your life? How do you want to, you know, like what's God really saying in it? And, um, so my experience today, as much as I thought that it was a terrible experience, I've realized I've talked about three times now. (laughs) So God must be using it. And I do, I'm like, you know, everybody says failing is the first attempt in learning or, or like falling forward in learning or whatever, you know, there's a bunch of different acronyms about why failing is good. And I drove away from this circumstance where I felt like I failed. And I was just like, don't ever feel that way. Like, I cannot tell myself that. It frustrates me. So instead, I was like, God, I need I need a new perspective in this. And I've always told him, like, if something didn't work out, and usually, like, there's something, like, bigger that, like, didn't work out. But I'm like, show me you're going to use it anyways. And so I kept trying to think over the day of, like, I felt really unproductive in the situation (laughs) and I feel like everything I tried didn't work out. And, uh, but I was like, maybe the people that I met today that I, and I, and I wasn't even my normal self because I would have had conversations with all of them. I would have totally loved to like meet each individual person. So I was like, did I fail in that? Did I, you know, like that whole doubting thing that you're talking about, like where you're second guessing everything that you did. Right. And like, did you even live it to the purpose of what you were supposed to? And so I was like, God, I, I know that I took what I wanted to give you and I held it up really high. Like I reach for the stars and all the things I do. And I really like this line and I think it's a Madonna line. So like, whatever, she says some good things sometimes. (laughs) So it said, if you reach for the stars, then at least you land somewhere was the quote. And I, I really liked it because then I was like, it doesn't matter how high I shoot, then whatever it falls to the ground, I'd like whatever fall, like it, it was higher than the ground, but I was like, today, everything just felt like it fell on the ground. And then I was like, well, what if I took these things that I thought were supposed to bless in a different way and they all hit the ground and then they bless somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, God, show me how the blessings of each little thing that I thought I was using actually went out and it didn't feel used. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like, With homeschooling and the way that you're trying to share everything and trying to like captivate your story and be a good steward of your story and your failures and your successes, I think it is like 
understanding that, and, and I really see this in the homeschooling because I'm super vulnerable about <laughs> when it's good and when it's not and how I'm overcoming something. But, um, but, but seeing it that way that you want, that as long as anything that you're doing and you're trying to give it to God to use for his best, even when it looks like you just got emptied of the hands that you thought you were giving out, maybe that empty hand of what fell on the ground was really the blessing to somebody else. And right. I just thought that was right. a good, a good perspective. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Cause the, really the bottom line, the heart of that is, is our heart postured in obedience and love and service and listening for God's voice. And if it is, I mean, how can you really go wrong? <laughs> All right. Well, I think that we left them with some really great thoughts and if anybody needs a passion wheel, you know where to come find me. And you can go to www.kendradolizcarol.com. Thanks for coming, Jamie.